It's Friday with Dawn and Steve, and yes, that's right, Dawn is in pink and Steve's in blue. You can get in touch with us at any time, 800-555-7898. Gotta keep it going, it's Friday, you wear your favorite color on Friday, which you did. I did. Yes, and I'm not sure, Briggs is in a pretty, that's like a very springy color. What is it, blue? You think, you call that blue? I call that turquoisey. I'm not sure. Is it it's, the blue family? It's blue. It's it, a tealy blue, but it's blue. There it is, teal. That's teal. what I was going there for. There we go. Yeah. 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 No, I I love all shades of blue. I, there's not too many colors I don't particularly like. I can't wear them all, but, and I have the sparkly earrings, and this yes, was for me today because I needed to wake myself up. <laughs> After the past uh, few days days at the convention we were at, I understand why. I just told our guests, I'm so sorry, but I'm numb. I cannot feel my face. I cannot (laughs) feel my toes. I cannot feel my brain. It's in there. I know it is because positionally that's where God put it. However, I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure it's functioning. There is something going on in the Florida schools that I, that legislation to possibly change something in the Florida schools that I find this very interesting because one of the first times I was in the hospital and asked if what, what my faith is and if something were to go askew, would I want a chaplain to come in and visit with me? I was like, sure. And then it was like, well, a Muslim, Christian, Catholic, what, you know, yep. ecumenical, what kind of chaplain? And this was so many years ago, I went, what? <laughs> There's more than one kind? <laughs> huh? Well, as a, as a believer in Jesus Christ, as, as a Christian, I, d- I guess that's short-sighted on my part, but I just didn't realize that there would be um, chaplains by name that came and represented different religions. And so, of course, I said, you know, a Christian uh, chaplain. Now they're looking at the possibility of putting chaplains in schools in Florida, trying to help our kids when it comes to suicide rates, loneliness, anxiety, putting people in place that maybe, uh, in addition to the school counselors, yeah. in uh, that could help them. Now, this has happened in other states, and now Florida is having the debate right now, and it is kind of a raging debate. And when I first heard this headline or saw, saw the headline, I thought, well, that's an interesting idea. I kind of like that idea, you know, bringing faith into the public square in this way. Mm-hmm. But if you stop and think about it and right. you think through all the potential implications of that, I'm like, ooh, I understand why this is such a hotly debated thing right now. You know, we potentially, like you said, if we open this up to allowing chaplains into our schools to help our kids, then if you come from a, a Muslim family, you might have a Christian chaplain in that school or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Your Christian kids might be being told by some Buddhist or Hindu or someone that this is how they can think the and practice exactly mm-hmm. as they're dealing with their anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, there are some people who are saying, well, we need somebody with professional training to come in and counsel our kids, not just somebody who can pass a level two background check, because who knows what types of things they might be telling our kids who are dealing with really serious, heavy mental things, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts and tendencies. And are our chaplains, are they really prepared to handle all that? And that's the key question. Are they really prepared? Even the legislation is not super specific right now 
on the training qualifications. And uh, it does require, at the moment, the bill has language in it that would require parental consent, which, okay, I think in a perfect world, this sounds like a great idea. Yeah. You know, but we know we're living in a fallen world. And so all the extra questions have to be asked. I do find it interesting that a lot of schools do not need parental um, permission to help children go through like transition from transgender, transgender things, you know, born a female, deciding you want to be a man. Like the schools are saying, you don't have to tell your parents. You can just go ahead. We'll help you do it. And yeah, to see a chaplain under this particular bill in Florida, you would need parental permission. Yeah. Huh? And while both of these things, you know, they could say, well, the, the, the chaplain thing, that falls under a religion. As we were just having a conversation a few minutes ago. So good. With Christy Sussman. Mm-hmm. You know, there is an ideology of wokeism that people cling to so tightly. It's like their religion. Their belief system is their worldview. And if we're going to say, you know, we, we're worried about the, the worldview of the Christian, can't the Christian say, I'm kind of worried about the worldview yeah. of those who are telling my kids that this is okay and that's okay and this is okay? And yeah, you can go ahead and do that as long as it makes you feel good. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, our, our kids are picking up on so much from us. And uh, you said, you can do that as long as it feels good. That should strike a nerve in every human We should cringe, actually, person. when we hear that. Yes, we should. And we should also ask the Lord to examine our own hearts to yeah. see what we're pursuing today. I, I talked to several people over these last few days at NRB, and one thing that was recurring is surrender. I got to a place I just wanted to surrender to the Lord. And I thought, Lord, please keep your spirit working in our lives that surrender is what we crave. We want to surrender to you, not our flesh, not what the world says important is important. Not, not, maybe not even what we've bought into as important, but you go back to that hymn. I surrender all until everything is on the table before him. It is tough. Yeah. It is hard. We clamor after things that make us feel better, and our kids are just following suit. Sure. Yet we want our kids to surrender fully yeah. to Christ and to live faithfully for him. And if we want them to be doing that, well, then we need to be modeling that for them, right? Now, maybe you're thinking, how in the world do we do that? Well, that's the fun conversation that we get to have. Uh, If you want to join the conversation at any time, 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. As you were just talking a few minutes ago about the fact that you have had these conversations over the past several days with people who said, all right, I realize that I need to engage in the battle. I need to engage in really taking what God asks of me seriously mm-hmm. and put feet to that faith, you know, live out what I say I believe. I, I so appreciate the fact that you're reminding us that that is a battle. And I think it can be so easy for us to think that, you know, once we become a Christian, his spirit lives within us, we just kind of get to, and we know life is still going to throw us curveballs and still going to be hard at times. We can kind of settle into this uh, pace of life where we we forget that we're actually in a battle, that we have a real enemy who's coming at us all the time. And really, it's our job as followers of Jesus 
to take that seriously and to put that armor on and to get ready to get in that battle against sin. Oh, and the skirmish is so much bigger than what we might think it is. I I was just saying to a friend this morning, I think that I didn't realize how powerful the flesh is. I know this may sound very naive, but when I was younger in my 30s and 40s, I don't really think that I realized how powerful the battle is in the mind the battle for victory that the Lord had because and I just think in those years I was just trying to live what the Lord had for me so the distractions seemed to be minimal I, I had young kids I was a wife I, from time to time working in different capacities and I just kind of kept my nose to the grindstone. And then the more, the older you get, the more you think, oh, well, you know, that means that the battle's going to decrease because you spent more years with the Lord. Like the battle just changes. What in the world was I thinking? (laughs) Right. And the Lord, thankfully, in his kindness, gives us his word, gives us his spirit to say, okay, now that you know, and you can say it's, it's more than an argument. Like sometimes I'll just argue with myself and think, Okay, we're done. The battle's over. That's not the case. It's so much deeper. And to go back to his word and stand on the truth that he's given us is the battle, right? The weapon Yeah, is to stand in truth and operate from that vantage point, not my own. And I think one of the things that I'm constantly reminded of is, do I actually believe what the Word says? Oh, good question. Because culture is going to tell us just about everything except for the truth of what is in there. Now, it may be kind of close. Sure. It may be somewhat similar, but do I really believe what Scripture says, that my sin is a serious problem? It's not just a little problem, but this is a serious problem Mm -hmm. that separates me from God. Therefore, I need to take that seriously, and I need a Savior. Do I really believe that once I've come to know Christ and he gives me his spirit, that that spirit who lives in me is greater than he is in the world? Do I really believe that or not? Because if I do, then I'm going to live a little bit differently. I'm going to be willing to engage in that battle. I'm going to want to put that armor on and fight because I believe that victory is possible through Christ versus like, oh, man, I, I just can't seem to beat this sin. Mm-hmm. I just can't get over this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I can have victory in so many other areas of my life, but not this one. Maybe I'll just never get over that. And if I can't beat it, then that'll just be my little pet one yep. that I'm going to keep in the corner. And that. As a recipe for disaster. And therein, you're back in the battle, like recognizing that and you realize, no, not done. And why would it be important? You you mentioned that it separates us from God. Mm -hmm. That's true. We don't hear him as clearly because we've got this sin active in our lives. We can't follow him as readily because, again, that one's always gnawing at us. And there is a proverb that talks about how the little foxes spoil the vines because they can only get to the bottom fruit on the bottom of the vine and yet it destroys the entire vine and that is our little pet sin it'll come after us and start gnawing away until it's a big thing and a big deal separating us from God from our loved ones all the things we don't want and yet we kind of let it slide and we we just kept cooperating a little bit more and when God is holy 
and he calls us to be holy. No, we won't get it right completely this side of eternity, but it's that perseverance piece mm-hmm. that he's called us to. And that word, that those scriptures have just meant so much through the years. Like when you fall and get down, Paul said in Colossians 3, get up. Yeah. Get, get up. up and find other people who will encourage you to keep getting up mm-hmm. and to keep getting back in the battle because to try and do it alone is so hard mm-hmm. because we have another voice that's going to tell us that that sin is not a big deal until we do it. And then it's going to tell us, no, that really was a big deal, <laughs> right? That voice that tempts us is then very quickly going to turn into a voice that condemns us mm-hmm. because we have a very real enemy. So having other believers around us who will encourage us to get back up and to get back in the battle, I think it's huge. Good news, good news, good news. If all this sounds all too familiar to you today, grace is available to each of us. God in his kindness and grace offers us that opportunity to repent in turn from that sin and get back in right relationship with him. I am so grateful that in Romans, he tells us over and over again, but God, but God, and you can come back to him. I love the, I think it's First John 1, 9. If we confess yes. our sins, Come he on. is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Back to that idea of, do we believe what the word says or not? And so if you have been battling some sort of sin and you're like, man, I, I don't know that God can forgive me. I'm holding on to this guilt. I'm holding on to the shame. I just can't seem to break the cycle. Man, mourn that sin and confess that sin. Agree with God that that behavior, that thought pattern, that whatever is sin, confess that, turn from that, and he will forgive that sin. And he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness because he said he would. That's right. So do you believe him or not? That's right. Let's live in a posture of belief today. I know that destination weddings are a thing, that special venue weddings are a thing. The one that seems to be changing quite a bit is churches. We're not seeing as many weddings in churches, and there's a couple of different reasons for that. However, if I think about a place that would be outside of a church to have a wedding, I don't think I'd ever come up with a gas station bathroom. What? (laughs) Of all the places... I cannot think of maybe a worse place to have a wedding than a gas station bathroom. I would totally agree. But what if the bathroom came with a disco like vibe? Would you want to have your wedding there then? No, (laughs) I'm not. I mean, it may make the bathroom slightly cooler, but still a wedding in a bathroom, Uh, a gas station bathroom, a viral sensation. Unless it's Bucky's. Is it a Bucky's bathroom? It is not a Bucky's. Oh, okay. No. Then I, I'm going to stand by that. Now, Bucky's bathroom, that's a different story. There's room for a I wedding. I may in the reconsider <laughs> if we're talking about Bucky's. It's clean, very, very clean. You could eat off the floor in most Bucky's bathrooms. I think those bathrooms are cleaner than mine. <laughs> right. But yes, so an Ohio couple did hold their wedding, though, in this disco bathroom. It was in a Kentucky gas station. They're oh. from Cincinnati. Explain. Okay. (laughs) And they came down into Kentucky because of this this uh, disco bathroom, and that's where they had their wedding. Now, of course, it's gone viral, and I am just so curious if this will become a thing where now the gas station has to charge rent, and it'll be a destination place to have. 
Oh, you say no? Dude, you know people. The the more different I don't know any person the better. No, who you would know have no a gas station bathroom. They did. Well they, they did. did. I don't know. She's in them. a wedding dress and he's all in a suit and tie. It's it's a whole thing. The grill is in the background. <laughs> and you this picture is hysterical to me. You've got Something, some kind of candy kiosk right behind them. You know how they have those cardboard things that are in the middle of the store? Yeah. So their background, if you like background in your photos, this is not the place unless you just have an affinity for gas stations. Well, I'm thinking uh, if you have a really small budget, I suppose you could do that. Everybody gets like five bucks to go into the convenience store that's attached. Get your uh, your hostess ho hos and your your uh, Mountain Dew for your the reception. Party. You're good. Party fa- that's true. There you go. You, that would save on all <laughs> kinds of money, and you'd get a selection as to what. And you could, if Kit Kat's your thing, you put a little candle on it, and there's your wedding cake. Break it into <laughs> pieces and serve it to one another. I don't know. I think they're onto something here. I, I I suppose I'm just trying to picture Susie's face. Yes. I said, honey. This is before we <laughs> got, got married. Great this idea. is a great idea. This is where we should get married. I can picture Susie. I, yeah, can't you just picture that? <laughs> yes, I can. Or for our 25th wedding anniversary, I got the perfect spot to do a vow renewal ceremony. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna renew our vows now, in a gas station bathroom. Before you got married, I can imagine she'd look at you like you're crazy, and then she'd bust a gut laughing because she'd think you were kidding. Oh, totally. Now she might take you seriously. <laughs> And then you just. And then she wouldn't just bust her gut laughing. She'd like bust my face. Remember, remember, you don't want to let her get ahead of you in your Taekwondo belts. That's right. Because she would take you down. She She she, probably can down. She already could take me down. I would agree. Yeah. I, I have no doubt. So don't use this one on her, like the disco bathroom. Maybe an anniversary, but not a wedding ring. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Next anniversary. We're going to Kentucky, I guess, right? I didn't tell him that, Susie. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm going to blame it all on you. And, uh, yeah, she'll be coming for you. Now she'd come for us both if I did that. All right, so sometimes we'll talk about gender differences, and apparently you're more okay with a uh, bathroom wedding than, than I am. When but here's did another I one. say that? Well, you were just uh, kind of defending those people who are having the disco ball gas oh, station well. bathroom wedding. Yeah, I'll, so uh, since they chose it, I will defend it, I guess. I'm, not no, for me, thank you. I'm not defending that at all. But here's another <laughs> thing where I think this is a little bit unfair. According to uh, some recent studies that have come out with over 400,000 participants, when it comes to reaping the reward of exercise, women looks like have a leg up Whoa. on exercise. No kidding. Don't think that's fair. I, yes, it's fair. <laughs> why you know why fair? it's fair? Because when you go to lose weight, if you're trying, it, you can't do a battle of the sexes because guys always lose weight faster. And so if we get more benefit from the exercise, there's the balance I've been looking for for all these years. Well, there you go. I have no idea. Apparently for heart health in terms of cardiovascular exercise, the guys who have the most benefit are ones who will spend up to five hours or spend about five hours a week doing cardio in some way. Cardio. To get the same kind of benefit, Uh women only have to spend two and a half hours doing that. See? That's half. Don't, sir. (laughs) I wish y'all could see her bow up right now. The look that just crossed your face. Sir, you may not, (laughs) you may not say 
anything about that because of the very fact if you and I went on a trek for, let's say, I mean, if you really want to see the difference, right, three to six months, you, because Ben and I have done this before. Ben goes, I only lost five pounds this week. I'm like, I lost 0.5 of an ounce, 0.05. But were you getting stronger? Because, you know, muscle weighs more than fat. And for strength training exercises, men hit their maximum benefit from three weekly sessions of doing strength building exercises. I want to take a guess how many times women have to do that to get the same benefit. How many? Once a week. No kidding? Yeah. No kidding. Oh, Over 400,000 so participants in the study saying no kidding. That is surprising to me based on life experience, for one, and two, that metabolism for the guys tends to burn away the unwanted fat that if if that happens to be in your life not everybody carries it i have had my fair share through the years so i uh, keep an accordion closet i understand (laughs) i just cannot believe though that exercise wise it's more beneficial or quicker and we have to spend less time doing it to get that health benefit so co-lead author of the study have said to put it basically boil it down to a simple term for the given amount of time and effort put into exercise, women have more to gain than men. So Did you hear it, you girls? Go. Did you hear it, girls? So you guys are going to lose weight faster, but we're going to have the benefit, which is what you're going for anyway. Hopefully, if weight is a thing, you're just trying to get healthier. And if you lose the weight, this has always been the thing that's been more successful for me. If you lose the weight while uh, just making the good choices for your overall health benefit, Bonus. There you go. Bonus. Don and Steve in the morning.